For me, it began with a vivid dream. I was running away from a large tsunami. People were screaming and then I felt the heavy crash of water on my body. Ever since then, I would always wonder if that was a past life. And for me, it began with a vivid dream. For you, how did the search for your past lives begin? If past lives do exist, this belief opens the door to reincarnation, to soul contracts, and to the invisible world that is part of this orchestra that we synchronize with. Join us tonight as we talk with Meg, a hypnotherapist and astrologist, as we try to understand why the past is as significant as the present. Enjoy. Tonight we have a guest who is an astrologer and a past life regression therapist. And a lot of the people who listen to the podcast are interested in both, actually. We, we haven't had an astrologer and a past life regression therapist or as a guest. And we would, of course, uh, this will be a, a deep dive. <laughs> My questions will dive deep into, uh, into this stuff because a, a lot of our past guests have not uh, delved into this kind of craft. And if some have, it's mostly um, on the surface level only. So good evening, Meg. Thank you for agreeing to, to be a guest on our podcast. You're welcome. And thank you also, Nick, for having me in your podcast. Um, this is probably my second interview. I'm not very, um, I don't know, I'm just, I guess I'm not so, I'm, I'm not so prolific online. I, re- I really stick to word of mouth and people I know and then Facebook and that's it. I don't have Instagram. I don't promote there, nothing. <laughs> so I'm surprised that you found me. But thanks for inviting me. Um, it sounded very interesting when you presented it to me. So I'm glad to be here. Thank you also. Thank you also for, for agreeing. Because um, uh, we have a lot of questions and it's up to you if you decide to answer them or not. It, it, it's really up to you. But um uh, the first thing I'd like to ask is how you got into past life regression? Well, many reasons. Um, I started when I was young. Although, you know, I'm, I'm 50, by the way. Mm-hmm. So when I say young, I mean many, many years ago. And when, when I was about I, I, eight, maybe between 8 and 12, I used to see myself sleeping and I used to leave my body a lot. And during these experiences, I didn't know what was going on. I was too young. And back in the 80s, there were no books about it in the Philippines. Nothing. I couldn't find any information, so I just kept it to myself. And I spent my whole life wondering until, you know, I joined Science of Man and Mind with Charlie Barreto. I was also trained in Silver Mind Method and many other things back in the 80s that um, when... I think it was Jaime Likaupo that was giving the Silva Mind classes, but then I got there with Judy Kua uh, when Jaime Likaupo left. But I also took a lot of his classes because I was looking for answers. I was trying to figure it out. And as I got older and I started to go deeper into my journey, I met so many teachers, 
friends. My guru, who is a yogi, although she never admits she's my guru, Benalipa. We used to have uh, every Saturday, we used to have back in the 90s and early 2000, we used to sit together, have dinner every Saturday with um, people invited from all over the world who practice all sorts of things, whether it's witchcraft, yoga, astrocartography, you name it, from everywhere. And we just share and exchange our experiences. And so I had met some people um, who had had past life regression experiences abroad, and I couldn't find one here, except in Haimadikawa's classes where we would go into regression. But I wanted, two years ago, I wanted to really um, use astrology and take it a bit further, because astrology is a good guide, mm -hmm. but it's not enough. It's, it's, it's a roadmap, it, it, it gives you clarity, but you still need to practice something if you want to transcend or, or become a better person or live life with ease, right? And a lot of karma shows up on the charts. And I didn't know how to um, guide them through that karma except through what I was seeing. There's a difference between telling them what their karma is or what needs clearing and actually helping them Heal it. So I went online and I, I went looking for other modalities that could help um, my clients because I don't use astrology for predictions only. I do predictions, but really the more important thing is um, if, if you're able to handle your legal chart, if you understand it deeply, because that's who you really are, and you're able to deal with the blockages and transcend them, fix them. <laughs> work with the planets, then you don't, it doesn't matter what's going on um, transits-wise, you know? Um, all hell could break loose, but you'll be fine, right? So I needed to use um, astrology for healing. I went to other healing modalities. I took a tarot also with Mysterium. At the same time, I met many people in the community, and then I got introduced to so many different other modalities. I also studied Reiki. I'm a Reiki to certified practitioner. And past life regression, I was afraid of because I know that when you deal with a subconscious mind and you don't know what you're doing and many people in the community suffer from anxiety attacks and all sorts of, you know, depression and all that. I didn't want to mess with it. I wanted to be sure but if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it properly. So I looked for an accredited school of hypnotherapy in the USA. Well, I was looking all over the world, but that's the one that came up. I also enrolled in, in UK. But the, anyhow, the, the one in the USA was for past life regression under HMI, which is um, automatically when you're done, you're a member of the American Hypnosis Association, which I thought was great. Not for, not, I don't do it just for the sake of getting certified, but it gives credibility to the practice. I know I'm guiding them safely because I was trained by teachers who gave us the parameters. If they go into the state, this is what you do. If mm -hmm. this happens, this is what you do. Interview mm -hmm. them beforehand. Do they have any health conditions, right? And ask permission from doctors if they are taking medication for any kind of illness. You have to be safe. So that's what I do first. I ask them, 
questions and then I guide them through hypnosis and help them clear their karma. So I got into it to help heal people, to help people deal with their charts, what I see in their charts. And, you know, um, when you say clear karma, my yogi, my yogi, my guru will get mad at me for saying that. She doesn't really, they burn some skaras in yoga. But then, see, um, my practice, in my practice, I veered away from my, from some of the teachings because in the age of Aquarius mm-hmm. are now coming up with new information that, you know, old schools of thought didn't have. If you look at the younger generation and how fast they're learning, right? Um, quantum healing, I'm also a quantum healer. Mm. So I use that too for clearing karma. So that's why I got into hypnotherapy to help people just if they can't deal with the karma that's happening in this life, usually there are connections between you and others, especially family. There's always karma there. And so there are soul contracts in past lives and, and that carry over into this lifetime because it hasn't been dealt with or it's needed for your journey in this life. And so when I take them to past lives, we cut the cords all the way to the death scene because that's the most important in a past life, um, people have healed completely from illnesses that were that could not be diagnosed properly by doctors and have gone into past lives and come out of it healed, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. we don't guarantee it, but it has happened often enough. Yeah. Just a few questions. I'll get into actually astrology as well because... I spoke with an uh, aspiring or let's say a beginner astrologer and she got into it because she came from a bad relationship and then she wanted to understand why it happened. See, she studied astrology just to see and she looked at the charts and she saw that it was bound to happen between them, between the two of them. And so we had this conversation between us and we were talking na parang, um how fixed <laughs> how fixed how so my question is what are your thoughts on technically predestiny because it's supposedly it's written in the stars it's it, it's a cosmic right. uh, so what are your thoughts on that okay um that's a good question because that always comes up okay when we talk about predestiny you were born into the family you're born into you have no say in that right that's predestined Events on a chart will show you if you have a tendency to get very ill, for instance, uh, or you're accident prone, because I have seen it in some charts. Although this woman, I'll just give you an example. She's from Finland. But the reason I'm mentioning her is because it's very hard to read it sometimes to Filipinos because we're more emotional. People in Northern Europe are (laughs) stoic, right? (laughs) I asked permission from her if I could read to her because I'm seeing some things that were a little bit too sensitive. And I asked permission from her if I could um, be really blunt. I saw a series of head injuries, impacts that were deadly, that were very uh, transformative because it was pointing to the planet that shows transformation. And I explained to her uh, why, what was needed. And... She asked me, if you had read my chart before the accident, what would have changed it? Could I have changed it? 
normally an astrologer would say no. I, I used to follow the traditional way of looking at it because that's how it is when you start learning astrology. The thing is, when you look at a person's chart, there's a planet of karma, there are lessons to be learned. There are certain, there's a trajectory. You start the chain of events, you eventually end up um, following the energy of the planets that are pulling you towards that predestined event. But if, for instance, at the very beginning where the problem really is, the root cause is, let's say, um, you're, you're, you're a very reckless person, you're very arrogant, you're very angry at the world, um, you take chances, you don't care who gets hurt, right? So now the planet of karma and all other stuff in the chart that shows karma is going to teach you a hard lesson in life. If I had told her beforehand and she had worked on all the root cause of these things that needed to be curtailed or mellowed out in or lessons she needed to learn early on. Perhaps she would have still met accidents, but not the same uh, intensity. See, because um, a friend of mine recently was going on a trip somewhere and he doesn't believe in, doesn't believe in astrology. But just the same, we were three astrologers looking at his chart saying Mars on Mars in the, he was going on a motorbike tour um, in the house of short distance travel and hobbies, uh, sex sightings, something in the hobby section. And so we said, okay, he might need an accident on these dates because there's, there's a certain period, right? And we told him and he said, I don't believe in these things. Yeah, we know. But it's always best to just be careful, so don't be reckless, you know. And he totally forgot about it. He really did, but mm. he was careful anyway because he was in this European country where there were no cars. So he felt safe and they weren't really reckless because it was like, a, what are those big bikes? Harley yes. bikes. Yeah. So uh -huh. they don't drive really fast on those. So when he was parking, he was parking it, he was getting off. Suddenly, some car comes, hits the back of his bike, and he's, he's hurled off his bike. You know, he, wow. Yeah, but nothing so tragic. He didn't need to go to the hospital. But if he was on the road and that happened, it would have been worse, right? Uh, how, what do you make of that? Was that destined to happen? If I was that guy, would I cancel? Because I know beforehand. Would I cancel my trip? Would I make decisions and, and, you know, be really careful on the road? So, so yeah, th that's my question for you, actually. <laughs> Parang, I would cancel my trip. I, ah. would go. I would be careful. That's a decision. That's your free will. Mm -mm, yes. Um, but it doesn't mean that that transit is going to go away. So while I'm in the Philippines, I could ride uh, a car and get into an accident as well. So do I lock myself up at home? Yes. Uh -oh. <laughs> I go out, right? But uh -oh. your choices, these things will, um, what we're talking about here is energies. The energy of the planets, that the moon dictates the tides, that, right? And mm -hmm. so we can't tell the moon to stop right? um, um, bringing up the tides. and You know, we can't tell the moon to do that. We can't tell the sun to stop rising. We, these are forces beyond our control. But we do have choices within, within whatever is going on. 
we have choices. And if we, I've noticed that if you transcend the karma on your chart, if you work with it, if you work especially with the planet Saturn, um, then after your Saturn return at the age of 27, more or less to 29, um, you get, you, you reap better karma. So if a transit like that can happen again, but it's less. I know somebody who has um, indication of like Saturn in the seventh house, an indication of possible death of spouses, you know, um, whose husband did that. But see, since it's the seventh house of marriage, which means every time she gets married, she's like a black widow, right? And But she's already been with people long-term afterwards and nothing happened to them. See, so it gets better and better as you work with yourself. Uh, as you clear your karma, is that the right thing for that? That's why I really got into past life because that's one of the best ways to go deep into the psyche of a person and reprogram, you know, and, re- and cut the karma, the guilt, whatever it is you take with you because we store it in our bodies we store the memories in our bodies that's why children um who have um they've studied um who recall past lives right like you're not my mom my mom is this person or they have they have scars on their bodies from how they died in a past life they remember exactly how they died and it's been you know researched and corroborated the information and verified they have full names of people, um, their past parents, their friends, all that. And all of it was true. And these were children born in places that had no way, let's say in China, all the way. He, he would say he was in UK before. You know? mm-hmm. um, so past life is quite interesting. <laughs> Okay. Yes. Very. Actually. Very. Actually, my next question is: Have you had? I mean, if if you're if you can share, you don't have to name names. But have you had really weird or out there past lives? Because usually it's 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 parts parts of history. But again, the more I get to talk to people, and the more I get to talk to people who are experiencers, the more stories I hear of past lives which transcend our known history. Yeah. Okay. At most are weird. I mean, what I mean by weird, I, I really don't know what weird is. Uh, uh, I don't know what weird is. It may be weird to others, but not to me, right? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the past lives, are, some of them, were in places that were not on Earth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the description. Because what I do is when I take you to a past life regression, you're viscerally experiencing... Um, we put to sleep all your conscious, you know, the, the conscious mind. And I take you to take a level where you are, it's like you're in your own virtual reality or your own film. You're there. You smell everything. You feel everything. You sense everything. You're that person. You're participating in it. So it's a first-person perspective. And I ask them, I, I the job of a hypnotherapist, apart from the healing I do in the end really is to get as much information as possible from the client. Because if you were to do it, uh, let's say self-hypnosis, if you were to do it yourself, you could. You could actually get there on your own. But 
you know, when you're there, nobody's really telling you. Let's say you see a building and you're like, oh, there's a building. And then it just kind of just happens randomly. When there's a voice guiding you, asking you, what's the color of the building? What Do you see any signs along the street? Where are you? What's the country? What's your name? Do you have a last name? How are you feeling right now? Are you scared? Are you, you know, very so that when they come out of it, we have a whole story. Now, some of the weirdest things were, yeah, out. just they would tell me I'm standing on this rock. So that would be on earth, right? So, and I said, well, there's a mirror to your right. Look at your body. Describe yourself. And they're like, I'm green. And I have been described the body. I have uh, long arms and I have a small body you know um, my head is big and I'm scared because this is not my planet I can see my planet <laughs> mm-hmm. I said, what's the planet so they give me a name I can't remember mm-hmm. and it's not earth right yes. and then suddenly the ground is shaking and then this this person fell into that a hole and died there and so this person remembers the pain the, the loss the loneliness the you know the feeling ostracized or whatever because she didn't get the story as to why she ended up in another country because she already went straight into the death scene when she arrived mm-hmm. sometimes what's shown to you is the most important thing that you need to work through mm-hmm. so after the death scene um so when you go through the death scene, you're not going to feel it physically like you're actually dying. Yes. You're going to feel the emotions. You're going to feel it energetically. Right? Now, if they go into a state of panic, then that's why it's important to go to a certified hypnotherapist. Because if they panic, because some deaths are tragic, like that being buried, right? Alive. Yes. Um, I, can, I can take them to a place. I, I know how to get them out of it safely. But Otherwise, nothing really bad has ever happened. I've had people tell me really tragic stories like skiing and then um, being caught by the, the jacket, being caught in a tree and then being strangled by the whatever, you know, and dying that way. Um, that's not really weird, but it's tragic. I've had tell me they, they were you can be any gender right I've not heard anyone tell me they were a dog or a cat to be honest no one I've heard somebody was a dragon Weird. Um, that to me was the first um, she was a baby dragon until she got bigger and, and, and nothing really much happened in that life except she was just hopping around being a dragon and um it was all about self-empowerment in the end, anyway. But um, she didn't believe in her magical abilities or power and all these things beyond. And so the dragon was showing her some, some her past life as a dragon, I guess, showed her some things that were hard to accept as human, that you have your own power within, right? That's what she needed to learn from that. It was a lesson. And I have to, we, have to, we have to figure it out in the end when I work with clients. Yeah, and then what else were the weird ones? One was just a dot. Okay, this one is another weird one. It was um, just a spark of light among all the stars around, but she knew that 
she knew everybody, all the other stars around her. It's like they're all friends, but they're just Mm-mm. shining out there in space. And that was all. That was her, and she felt blissful and happy. That was her experience. And there were some that were uh, kings, queens from other time, like other places, just not. Because of the, the they they they're human. The bodies are humanoid. They were very tall. For example, um, the surrounding is not like Earth. You know, they're gemstones and weird things, and then animals that don't look like anything on Earth. You know, um, or human-like, but the eyes are super big. Yeah question with that so when you do a past life regression how do you know which past life to go to or is that something you work with them yeah. about yeah. you have to give me your intention mm-hmm. for example I'd like to know my past relationship with this person right or or I'd like to I, I show me a past life where I have important lessons that I need to learn that's keeping me from growing in this lifetime. Sorry, my neighbor's dogs are not. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so technically, parang, they, they, they give you their intention and from that intention, uh, you just kind of connect to the past life that is relevant for that intention? Right. Because, you know, the subconscious mind really is an amazing thing. It, it it's really where we store everything. If um, if you if we just go deep into into our subconscious, we we connect to all different aspects of ourselves. And met. I talked to this guy before, and um, he felt he had access to his past lives when he was dreaming. In his dream, he would be riding some sort of uh, train. He felt it was a train. This story is in reference to a past episode, Sam's Past Lives. You might want to revisit that story in case you want to hear more about it. I'll post the link in the show notes. And then he would be dropped off into one past life. He'd be a gladiator. He'd be uh, somewhere um, in in London, but everything was uh, that he would be killing someone. <laughs> so we felt now, again, we, we had a group of friends talk with him and they said that it probably has to do something with your karma also as well, that you have to stop killing. <laughs> True. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, a lot of people get into it out of curiosity. Um, but really in my practice of any form of spirituality, if you can't bring it to birth in this lifetime, if you can't use it here, then it's not useful to anyone. It's not entertainment. I don't, you know, I do it for a purpose. I, exactly that. Let's say um, mother and daughter aren't getting along. And on a chart, I can see what the daughter and mother need to do to be able to get along. But there's still a lot of heavy karma there, ancestral karma and all that. Then we we cut cords with that lifetime, you know, and, and therefore when they come to, their lives improve, right? 
relationships improve. So that's how I view it. That's me. That's my personal practice. Yes. Actually, I'll have a question for that because... Again, this is from, I understand you have your, your own beliefs, of course, and your own practice. Uh, but we talked to another uh, practitioner. Um, well, he, I, I can't define what he does, but probably you could say a paranormal investigator, but he also does other things. And he said sometimes when people approach him with, uh, for healing and he sees that there is a karmic debt to that person, usually he does not. Uh, he finds a way to just, okay, this is what you can do, but I'm not sure if I can fix it. Because the reason is, uh, he said, for him, if he, he mess, he kind of tries to help with the karmic, I don't know what, what you call it, but the karmic system, if he tries to mess with it, he said that there are certain uh, life, or let's say the person is in his seventh life or whatever, he can only cut that karmic whatever by the third or the fourth. I, I'm not sure if tama yung pag-alala ko. Pero ang point niya, if I do it the wrong way, that karma will pass on to me. Uh, whatever you believe is what will happen. So if you mm. believe that, sure. Okay. That's how powerful our minds are. You know, we, we really create our own reality. And so, um, I have not had anything Okay, okay. Mm-mm. My experience, because I really don't believe that. Yes, that yes. doesn't happen to me. Um, what happens, really, you don't even, you can't take on somebody else's karma. I don't absorb anyone else's karma. Um, when I, the reason I also moved on to, apart from past life progression, I added uh, quantum healing onto it, because then you really align with the, the light it's really it's light that heals that's why in all healing practices reiki all that you imagine a white light you, that's really what cleans up everything and love the portal from the heart is really alignment is really and love is not what humans think of as love like hugging and kissing love no no it's not that it's a it's a it's a it's a deeper kind of love. It's a subtle and detached kind of love, but it's love for everything and acceptance, you know, and um, for what is and having no resistance. And so when you come from that space and you go, you have to come from that space. I have to align myself before I heal. In quantum meaning, we align the mind and the heart and we connect to the higher realms and the divine. So we we uh, build the, our energetic field to protect and to heal. And then I bring in other modalities, which in quantum healing, beyond quantum healing, we're allowed to do that. So I bring in Reiki, all other modalities to uh, remove. And I've had clients who've had anxiety attacks, major. She's had it for years. And she went to all kinds of practitioners, and she heard about, um, quantum healing and past life regression. So she was afraid to do it online. So I ha- she traveled all the way from Batangas mm-hmm. at the hotel and I sat with her through it. And she was panicking. It was actually difficult. One of my most difficult um, clients because she kept panicking. And um, she had heart problems too. So we had to work with the doctor. Anyhow, 
um, she hasn't had any anxiety attacks since. No anxiety. She even got COVID and she didn't have an anxiety attack. First split second, she said she did when she mm-hmm. found COVID. But then as even as she was healing from COVID, she was going through the whole uh, COVID phase, she was fine. So, you know, I mean, you can't sometimes, there are things you can't really fully explain, but it, she's okay now. She didn't even believe it at first. Her husband was contradicting the whole time. Like, why do we have to travel to Manila for this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> wasn't any support. <laughs> I told her, if you're going to do this, you have to surrender. If you're going to do this, you have to trust. Because why pay for a service and then you're not going to go all the way? Tests it, right? 100%. So give me your trust 100% and then we'll do it. So that's what we do. Was it external or was it? an internal issue it was psychological yeah. mm, okay that, that's one of the things uh, I've been seeing I mean uh, I can't be uh, an expert so I, I just base it on observation from the people we talk to and from the people I interact with on, on the podcast and on discord our community and one of the things that is consistent well not consistent but I see the pattern sometimes or maybe I'm seeing patterns but most people with, uh, let's say, some paranormal uh, issues, let's say they're seeing things, they're, they're experiencing actual, there are manifestations, yes, but sometimes the root is psychological yeah. in nature. Uh-oh. Very much so. I really believe that. I, although there are so many things embedded in our subconscious mind, so many things that we just... We don't even recognize, but that's what produces a lot of things, repetitive patterns in our lives that uh, when you look at astral charts, you can see the patterns and the root cause. And, and th- when I bring it up and I say, this is where it all started, and they're you know, like blown away by the belief that but now that you mentioned it, that they start thinking back the trauma or whatever because I you know trauma it for a person it can be anything as kids we don't know how to process things um, intelligently sometimes or logically we just react right and uh, we store it in there and so it becomes a part of us that we bury and therefore we react to certain situations based on that without realizing that that's the reason you know, so it could be as simple as you were spanked by your dad with a, a newspaper, which isn't really beating you up, right? That's just mm-hmm. But then some kids are more sensitive than others. <laughs> <laughs> so that's traumatic for that person. Either you're afraid of their dad or the sound of a newspaper or the sight of one or something like that. Going back to astrological charts, but again, you mentioned soul contract. So... So I'm sure you you kind of believe that before you go in to this to this let's say this this meat uh, husk <laughs> before you go in you have that you have that uh, okay for this life this is what I'm going to experience something like that and it it kind of aligns so parang you have the because of the astrological charts you go in at, to this body at this certain point in time so is is that how you understand it to work. 
it's a logical chart. For example, I'll say, oh, you have a lot of uh, karma with your mother. Okay. So the intention will be to go to a past life involving what I've seen on the chart with mother or ancestral karma. If it's ancestral, then show me, you know, where I need to go to heal my ancestral karma. Um, on a chart, somebody has a problem, an eating disorder. And so we ask, what is the reason for that? So the, this person who had this eating disorder went back to a lifetime where she was starving. She was eating food uh, from the garbage. Even though her family had food on the table, the, um, she was not treated well by her parents. And therefore, she preferred to get food from the garbage and then eventually put up her own village where she was like her head and she was feeding everyone. So, you know, it was all about food. And, and it helped her curtail after that, her eating disorder. She hasn't had cravings that she'd given into. So it, it really, it's amazing how people's lives improve after, you know, past life regression. I'm not saying it's the one who'll cure all, but if you go deep into it and you have the right intention for the for whatever it is you really need to fix, it, you can diminish the problem up to 80%. I mean, really, I've seen it happen. I've seen people's lives improve, change, even health. So, so that's the reason I love what I'm doing, right? Because then people really improve. There's some... Is that kind of also written in, I mean, weird question, but let's say for people who would do past life regression, it's kind of, is it kind of in their <laughs> astrological charts? Now? Oh, this person is bound to have a regression in this lifetime. Do you, uh, you kind have, of see that also? I really haven't, okay, I haven't checked specifically if they're going to go into regression. Mm-hmm. I see if they, if they have curiosity you can see if somebody's into these paranormal stuff. You know, there are houses on a chart that show you if they're inclined. Mm-hmm. Once you enter, if you see strong planets or stuff going on there, then you know that they're going to delve into these things. So it's very possible they would do a past life regression. But there's there's stuff on charts that show past lives. I mean, Actually, that's an interesting thing to bring up. I should do that the next time I have a client. Like, let me check your transits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I haven't done that. <laughs> going to ano? Going to old souls lang. So, do do you believe that there are again there are or everyone you encounter usually an old soul? Because eh, usually uh, it goes way back, pero. Yeah, uh, we've all lived so many lives. I haven't encountered anyone who was like it's their first time on earth. I haven't yet. Um, maybe the dragon girl. I mean, because her past, she asked for the most important past life. Uh, I can't remember exactly. But yeah, something where she needed to learn stuff. But every um, she went to three different past lives and they were all something like that. She was a dog of light, a purple light. Then she was a dragon. I forgot the last one, but she was not human. So it could mean she's, a, she's new on Earth, right? It could mean that. I didn't ask 
that question um, because that I remember that client was very scared. So I have to focus more on keeping her calm. Yeah. Was was there anything different about her? I mean, parang based on what you said, na parang this is the first time she's come to Earth. So baka iniisip ko, is, is there an, uh, a different attitude? Or when you see her, do you see something different from her? Yeah, she's a bit naive. She's, um, she's, she doesn't, you know, when you meet, like, tayo, as humans, right? Mm, yeah. Around, we, see, we meet someone, we say, he's an old soul, right? Mm-hmm. Because you feel the wisdom. You feel there's something they know or stuff like that. She doesn't have that. She has a very naive, innocent, like, um, she's in awe. Okay? There's this naivety about her. But we're not close friends, but that's what I noticed energetically when I was talking to her. Mm-hmm. And she got guided because a friend told her about it and she was just curious. Okay. <laughs> that's the reason. <laughs> Have you met anyone that, ito yung basa mo sa charts niya, pero it doesn't align with yeah, oh, okay. Because, um, I look because the question had nothing to do with, let's say, for instance, okay, on a chart, I'll see that their husband is a somebody that that uh, their husband now was their mom or dad before. Just say, um, what happened in that lifetime that caused them to decide to be husband and wife? This one, right? Because then, because the dynamic in the relationship is the other one's acting like a parent, right? As husband and wife. So that means then. So anyhow, um, sometimes it takes you to another place. That, like this guy was a kid who was a, a superhero on a balloon um, flying through this house. First, I'm like, what? Has that got to do with <laughs> yes with mommy and daddy, right? Mm-hmm. We were taken to a completely different place, and you know at the end, at the end anyway, at the end of the whole story, um, he, he had to enter that house, and he was so scared of the hallway. It was a dark, scary hallway, and every time he tried to cross, doors would open in the hallway and try to pull him in, and he was so scared. It was his fears of um, what was at the end and what was the, the path he was on. So he was very, 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 he was blocking himself from, mm. you know, from a lot of things, from loving. So he was in a dark place emotionally, psychologically. He was afraid. And their marriage was falling apart. So what he was being told really was to first deal with that before the, di- the dynamics between them was not the problem, basically. There is that issue, right? But that wasn't the problem. There were other things that he needed to clear. Lots of things, because so many doors were open, trying to pull him and get him off the path of reaching the light, because there's a light at the end of that hallway. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Sometimes it shows up in metaphors. Mm, okay. Yeah, that one was very metaphor because he was a superhero and that's mm-hmm. right. He was flying on top of the house, but he felt he was strong on the outside, but he couldn't get on the inside. So there's a disconnection between himself and you know what he was projecting. Yeah. So later on, 
I, honestly, I, that guy, we, we had three sessions um, because he was really having problems trusting himself. Yeah. That, so you, you, when you work with people like that, you really need to, um, well, talk to them and get them to trust in, in these things. And him and his wife eventually they parted which was on the chart. I just didn't tell him. Yes. I didn't tell him because he didn't need to know that yet. Right? He didn't ask either. He didn't ask you also. <laughs> um, because I don't want to put that, if, if you see, they, they didn't have to part because on the chart, they're going to get back together again anyway. In another life or in this life? Because there's first marriage, second marriage, third marriage, and all that. Like if it's Elizabeth Taylor, like how many? No. <laughs> you go around the chart many times. So she was still the one in his second marriage. So they're getting back together. Yeah. So it's just that it could have been avoided, I guess, or the break could have been avoided if I worked on. That's what I mean by free will. Work on his issues. Actually, I'm sure. Uh, probably after this episode, when this comes out, people will, amongst themselves, they will ask. Na, for for some people that, because some people have a surface knowledge on on astrology, so they will check their charts, diba? And they will see, oh, this will happen, this will. So, uh, how how would you answer yung mga ganong pilosopo na, eh, na, nasa charts ko na naman yan, wala na akong gagawin, parang <laughs> mangyayari at mangyayari. That's fatalism. Yes. We don't, I don't read charge to disempower people. I mean, I do it to help. It's a guide. It gives you a clear picture from the higher perspective. You're looking at the chart from the top. The Earth is at the center. And those are the constellations and planets revolving around Earth. Because it's a geocentric perspective. And so you see the story and why this is happening or why that's happening and what's going to happen. But really, it's all about you. That's all you. That's right. That's who you are and what you're meant to do, what you're meant to become. And um, you can either vibrate to the higher aspects mm-hmm. of the heart or become a victim of circumstances and a defeatist. Yes. Right? I've seen it's a, there's still a choice. There's, there's still a choice. I, I remember talking to one friend about this and he told me that technically your A to Z is plotted out and there are small uh, stops within the way. But whatever you do, whatever happens, even if you, let's say, something happens that pushes you from that line of going back to, let's say, letter L, eventually you'll go back to that to that path. Is, is that how you see it? Sorry, malabo yung analogy, but... Yeah, 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 that's actually a good way of explaining it. If you're meant to be famous on a chart, you will be famous. But how are you going to handle the fame? Mm-hmm. It's the how. Mm-hmm. It's the, the what more or less will be there. Some, okay, there are degrees on a chart. I mean, degrees of intensity, of probabilities. Let's say this is a, this is definitely going to happen because the planets aligned here are so strong. 
Okay. This one, it's gonna happen, but like there's room to maneuver. Right? Maybe not as bad. Maybe, you know, I mean, it's it's not negotiable, but all <laughs> <laughs> the planets, because one of my astrologer friends said, I had a client who asked me, Meg, uh, can I go to this other astrologer? Because I've heard about him. I said, sure, he's my friend. Go to him. And so I told I told this other astrologer, I said, hey, my client, is, this is her name. She wants to book with you. And he said, oh, nag-book na sa akin, pero uh, the reading is still, I don't know when. And he said, I don't understand these people. Why are they going from one astrologer to another? <laughs> Pareho lang naman yung planets. If if Saturn is there, I won't move Saturn, no? Mm-hmm. <laughs> for a different perspective, yeah. different advice, I might have missed something that you will see, right? I've never turned down um, clients who come to me because they said they've had readings from others. Everybody has a different way of reading. Not a different way of interpreting the actual planets, if you know it. There's, there's there's a way to interpret the planets. But a different way of, like, the wisdom that comes with it or the perspective, right? Yeah, giving advice or um, Yeah, I, I don't really, I don't really like using predictive just for the sake of predictive. As very much, not against it, I'm not really against anything. It's just I'm not comfortable. I, I like to look at, uh, um, growth on a chart. Mm. Have there been instances that a spirit or an entity forbade you to help someone access their past life? No, no. Ah, no? I always, um, okay, I have my own practice before I I read any chart. Okay. Okay. Because I know that there's there's a difference between the planets, the planetary gods, and I ask for um, not permission, really. I just ask them to show me what they're meant to show me on a chart so I can lead and heal or help this person the best way I can. And um, since I've never had a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. Never had yeah, I've had a client deny everything on the chart because um, there's a part in the chart that shows you that they're tra- when a person doesn't want to when they're trying to project a certain image that's very different from what's really going on. And I saw that and I said, oh, I think I'm going to have a hard time with this one. I don't think she's going to admit this and this because there's a lot of drama and bad stuff going on. But she kept saying, no, we're perfect. No, no, it's per- everything's perfect. So I said, oh, then maybe I'm not an astrologer for you. So I just refunded her money. If I can get past that. If, you won't, if, if the client won't let me, I mean, I told her, there's no other way I can interpret this planet here, here, and here. So maybe I'm not an astrologer for you. So that, you know, I just let them go. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's oh, There's another one. I'll give you an example. This American in the U.S. It shows that you come from a very devout, um, strict Catholic, or not Catholic, but religious upbringing, or at least whatever you were taught. Uh, when you were young, it that, you know, they were really very strict about it. Of course not. No, no. I said, okay, how was your religious upbringing? Well, every Sunday we had to go to, I forgot what kind of church. It's a Protestant. Or whatever. 
And uh, we were not allowed to mingle with other kids who were not of that same blah, 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 blah. And he described the whole thing. I'm like, uh, that's what I meant by story. <laughs> uh-uh. Different way of explaining it, but mm. that's, right? So it's, sometimes it's just the way you say it that doesn't resonate. Mm. Yes, yes. It wasn't strict because that's normal, but that's strict, right? <laughs> yes, that's very strict. Oh. <laughs> when, when they say no, like this, I'm like, okay, so... What do you mean by no? Um, blah, blah, blah. You know, it really also is about trying to find a way to figure out why you're seeing that, because I'm sure, let's say I'm really sure, right? Um, and the person saying no. I, because if, if really based on their story, it's not right, then maybe I missed something. Let me check mm-hmm. it. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm not... Uh, I'm not afraid to admit if I make mistakes, right? That every no one's perfect. But I do my homework. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. I'm studying also to get certified now in Hellenistic astrology and nightlight astrology. Um, so I need four years to get my certification, but still, I'm on my first year. <laughs> what is, can I ask, what is Hellenistic astrology? Hellenistic astrology is the very first, um, it's the original, uh, you go, you follow the, it's hard to explain, you follow the primary motion and not the secondary motion, which is what we normally do now. Um, primary motion is the path of the sun, more than the, anyway, it's, it's, it's moving in a different direction. And you have, a, there's a different way of interpreting a chart. So it's it's just a way, I mean, you know, there's so many ways. People ask me, is Vedic better than um, than modern tropical and all that? And I see I tell people choose one, master it, because they all have a way of interpreting charts and we will all come up with the same um, impression of who you are. Um because that is designed, their style, Vedic, is designed to figure you out. See, that system. My system is designed, the one I use, to figure you out using this system. They're both accurate, just don't mix the systems. <laughs> I can't do tropical and then suddenly switch to Vedic and look at their nakshatras when I'm using another system altogether. So, that's how I look at it. You can be good as long as you master what you know. So for me, it doesn't matter. You can go see all astrologers. Go check out the... There are special types of astrology, like horary, where you ask a question and then the astrologer will draft the chart to answer it, um, which is more like divination. But I... So much accuracy in it. They they use it. I'm part of a group where I see them use it to find lost objects in detail. <clears throat> For instance, piece of paper that a document and this person. So the astrologers all banded together and read a horary chart and said it's in this place underneath a pile beside an old chair, and there's this light coming through shining on that pile. And the person said, "Where?" either below, somewhere dark, in the basement, or somewhere dark, you know. And so, anyway, they had the basement, 
went downstairs, there was it was not a lamp shining on the thing because they said it was a lamp. Yes. It was the moon shining through the window on that pile of paper and she found the document. Mm-mm. That accurate, you Mm-mm. know? Mm-mm. Yeah, and then there's medical astrology. There's so many types of astrology. For people who like, I don't do medical astrology because I just tell people, I can see your health might be a problem. Just be careful. Now, if you feel anything, go to a doctor. That's what I say. Because I, I can't heal them. Uh, they already are sick. If you have a heart problem, see a doctor. Very interesting. And I didn't know that's astrology. There are many subclasses of <laughs> astrology. Have you experienced anything? Because I'm sure with the practice you do, I mean, it's, it's astrology and it also it's um, past life regression. Have you had psychic attacks from... Sorry, weird question, but have you had psychic attacks from entities or spirits no. that... No. I protect myself. Okay, okay. No, I haven't. Really, I haven't. Mm-mm. There was one time, but this has nothing to do with my practice. One time I was in a course and my mentor, uh, it, was, it was an intuitive course where we practiced our intuition. And my mentor asked us to um, dive deep into her own, her mind. I saw, I told her, this is what I see, a tree in a calm lake, but it looks like a really old place, a big, big old tree with the leaves, like, you know, like when it's a bit scary, like uh, facing downwards. And then I could see the roots going into the water and then they're, they're like black, Octopus, tentacles, and 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 she said. Anyway, when she when I came out and I told her about that, she said, "Wow, that's the first place I met my guide, because she is the person who banishes hexes." And she said, "That's the first place I met my guide. That's my guardian job." The thing was, the second time we were practicing, because there was a course. Um, that thing showed up again, but like on a moon. Anyway, problem was, I talked to it. I asked the name, who are you or what's your name or something like that. And this time, the, the tentacles sounded like snakes, like rattlesnakes or something. So that night, at about, I can't even remember, 2 a.m., 1 a.m., I was up. And I live on a mountain ridge in a village that's very quiet. I know the sounds of nature here. I know, and everybody's asleep by 9 p.m. <laughs> so I heard on my rooftop, because I have a rooftop, the sound of that, those legs. Was... And I contacted my guides and I said, and I asked the thing to go away. And I just, with love, it didn't. It's just there, curious, and I just, um, and it went away. So I'm not really scared. I've seen a lot of weird stuff in this world, so I'm not really scared. I met, I actually saw a tap red face to face, I mean, face to face on my window. Uh, a face peeking through my window, kind of. Um, so I'm not scared. Like, I even went near it because it was all white, it wasn't the dark one, so white one. 
And I stood there for about 10 minutes because I had to convince myself that I was seeing it. Okay. <laughs> That's a long time to convince yourself. <laughs> so I have to. But there were three other people who were there with me who witnessed it too. But they were shouting at me, get out of there. And like, no, I need to convince myself, you know, this is real. Yeah, so I'm not really, maybe because I'm not scared, I feel really very calm. I do my practice, I do my alignment, I do my shielding. I I don't even do a lot of shielding. I just have my crystals here. Okay. What crystals do you use? Because <laughs> it's question yun sa akin. Um, I have amethyst too. Um, of course, I have so many. Um, but, but for protection, obsidian, selenite, and black tourmaline. Those are my three names. And then I'm very close to Jupiter. So I have uh, yellow, sapphire, and citrine. I wear that all the time my, on my wrist. Have you, I mean, you, you said that you've seen a lot of things, but have you seen uh, entities not of this planet? Yes. I've seen angels, but I always did. Not, I, they're not of this planet. <laughs> yes, oh, sige, pasok. <laughs> pasok, pasok. <laughs> My shamanic journey, Mother Mary, very clearly. Um, I don't know if this one was of this planet, but it was, well, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's Kali, uh, which most people would freak out if they saw Kali, right? Mm-hmm. It's one of my guides, actually. And, and one of Jaime de Cal- You know, you know Jaime de Cal- back then, I don't know if he still does it now. Uh, he had a, a top 10 list of psychics per year, the ones who were And then my, my yogi friend, or like I said, my guru, quote unquote, she would organize, uh, well, she did one time, she organized top five. And invited 20 people. And then we went from one. We sat with each one of them. Each five. And it was explained to us early on. Not, not just because this one's top one. This is the one that will resonate with you. Sometimes, you know, it doesn't matter. Any of the five would see more. You know, it all depends on the energy. There's this one. And I think she was the second best there. Uh, the one with, uh, they said she had a duende on her shoulder whispering whatever she needed to tell me. And I was 23 years old. I was still young. And I, I always had this problem with my neck and my back. My shoulder grades were always painful, even as a child, which is weird because no child gets that stressed out. And I wasn't stressed out. It's just painful in a different way. So she asked me about that. said, oh, yeah, that's been my problem ever since. She said, okay, so there's this snake. Like, oh my God, what do you mean? There's this snake on top of your back attached to you facing the other way. I said, what's that? So I, was, I wasn't really deep into these things yet. I was just start, sort of like, you know. So I was like, why is there? So I didn't like it. I, didn't, I was so scared. I just completely ignored her. But she just told me, So she... So I didn't pay attention to it until when Kali showed herself to me, she was this snake too. 
showed me herself as a snake also. And she told me that she on my her position on my chart and where what she's really supposed to do. So yeah, I've had weird experiences like that. At the end of the day, I just like, okay, fine. <laughs> you're you're welcome to stay as long as you don't hurt me. I'm not feeling anything heavy and I, I you know, I'm fine with it, right? I mean, I don't scare myself. I just do my job. I try to be the best person I can be, right? And then I feel that everything will be fine. Um, life will always have its ups and downs. That's one thing we learn from astrology. Uh, if there's something good happening on your chart, there's always something bad happening at another part of your chart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know? Jupiter and brings blessings. Saturn brings a lot of. In fact, there are more planets that bring destruction in the chart than or pain or whatever than good stuff. Than good stuff. So, so, so it's a good practice to. I call personally. That's how I how I how I deal with 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 stuff. Is I understand that whatever happiness you are feeling now, something is bound to make you feel really sad also at the same time. So I, for me, that's how I see it. I mean, take out the rose-tinted glasses, right? I mean, there, there is such a thing as toxic possibility. Um, really look at life for what it is and also find the beauty in it, regardless of what's happening. And always be grateful for things, good or bad, because that's really the number one rule in manifestation, really. Um, you, you attract more good when you're grateful for everything, even the bad. Mm-hmm. It's not really all bad. Sometimes it's just a, it's just transitory. It's leading you somewhere. You know that, right? I'm sure you've had experiences where it seemed bad at that time, but once that was done, you look back. In hindsight, it was actually a very valuable thing. It helped transform you or transform whatever it was you were doing. Yeah. Um, Meg, if if you'd like to, I mean, I'm not sure if you're comfortable with, but if you want uh, to invite people to whatever services or uh, stuff you may help them with. Well, I would love to have people um, who are interested in past life regression. Uh, I offer that service regularly. Just contact me. On, I'm I'm just on Facebook. I have WhatsApp, but I'm on Facebook under Astrologia Esoterica Academy. And beyond quantum healing Philippines, those are my two um, pages. I have courses in astrology that I give for basic all the way to predictive. I also have courses with Mysterium Philippines for astrology. Um, I offer courses. I, I have a lot of other retreats for women called Venus Magnetism. It's about, well, women would love this. It's really about... Um, Men being from Mars and women from Venus maximize the magnetism and so that we balance out the energies and we form better loving relationships with the men. And um, yeah, because we're all really very different in the love department. And so um, that that retreat has been one of my um, best ones so far. Lots of women have, have grown from it. And I've seen results, so I love that one. I have manifestation courses called Sexy Magic, either private or group. 
also. And then I have a Zoria retreat. But that Zoria retreat is offered to um, those who are a little bit more advanced, where I attune them to their planetary gods so they can work with the planetary gods. So those are my... And then I have a host of other services, all astrology and hypnosis. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Meg. Thank you so much for taking the time. And uh... Thank you, Nick. Thanks, it was Thanks a lot for inviting me. Thanks, Mega. Thank you again, Margaret, for agreeing to be a guest on the podcast. I think this dive into past lives will not end here. I keep coming up with more questions as I record this. Hopefully, we hear more stories and more experiences with past life regression so we can create a clearer picture of how this whole system works. I remember watching a lot of Jeff Mara's podcast to listen to NDE, uh, near-death experiences stories, and how there are so many similar experiences. I actually have some questions that I never got to ask. So do we instantly reincarnate? Do we wait and choose? Do we check the astrological signs before we choose to jump in? I remember this Dolores Cannon interview where she said, why some people have uneventful lives. And she said, maybe they are in a resting state, recuperating from a past life or preparing for what is to come. And this actually brought up more questions than answers. Do you get to choose? Is that part of your soul contract? Since time is technically non-existent in the ether, do souls technically jump in and out of different lives? Choosing the correct astrological day to be born? Ayun, hindi talaga matatapos ang episode sa kakatanong ko. Do you have a past life that you'd like to share? You can reach me at paranormalsph at gmail.com or you can tell it via chat in the Discord server. I'll post the invite link in the show notes which you will need to click to join the Discord server. The Discord server is like a big chat room where you can choose which category to tell your story. To join again, you just have to click on the invite link. If this is the first episode you're listening to, hello and welcome to the podcast. The Paranormal Podcast is a collection of paranormal stories which are mostly first-hand stories from different people in the Philippines and sometimes around the world. They are stories that overlap, have sequels, (laughs) or have ongoing stories. But in general, each story you will hear is unique. If you enjoy this type of conversation, you might want to subscribe so you can be updated if there are new episodes. You can check us out on Facebook, Spotify, or YouTube. We have new episodes every Tuesday, 7pm on Spotify, and Thursdays, 1.37pm on YouTube. Okay, andito na naman sa segment ng basahan ng comments. Basahin natin ang comment sa episode 135, Grounding Earthing. Sabi ni Moni, this episode kept my focus at work. I don't know why. Adding to cart. Grounding mat. Wow. Sana alls. <laughs> Pero Moni, balitaan mo kami kung ano nangyari sa grounding mat experience mo. Ako hindi pa ako, uh, hindi pa ako pumipindot sa, ano, sa add to cart na yan. Curious lang ako. Sabi naman ni Scarlett, I'm just wondering if it's also considered earthing grounding if you're simply enjoying nature while on a trip. Is it really necessary to be fixed in one location with your bare feet on the ground? 
Actually, magandang tanong yan. Um, recently, nasa labas ako and I had the opportunity to hold <laughs> a tree. So, humawak ako, sumimple lang ako, nilagay ko yung kamay ko sa puno. Pero what if ganun nga, no? Pwede kaya na ma-enjoy mo lang yung nature at in your mind, nag-grounding ka na? I think yes. Oo rin. Sa episode next week, may kwento si Olivia tungkol dyan. Sa nag-grounding siya sa bintana ng kondo niya. And nakikita niya yung black flecks na nakwento niya na before. While grounding. Yung parang cleansing sa pagkaintindi niya. Pag inisip niyo naman kasi, ang important is yung intent. The power of thought, I guess, is enough sometimes if you believe you are already grounding. Pero again, for people like me, for some of you maybe, who are still working on the materialistic framework of life, meaning kailangan nakikita at nararamdaman natin bago natin paniwalaan, mas mag-work siguro ang physical grounding. Pero intayin ko ang sagot ng mga iba. Baka may iba kayo ma-share na pananaw or sagot nyo sa tanong ni Scarlett. Chime in lang kayo sa Spotify or sa Discord kung saan pwede humaba ang usapan. Ang comment naman ng ating kaibigang sawi <laughs> na si Sky Crisford. Walang masyadong kakatakutan ang episode pero ang kinakatakot ko lang naman ay ang iwan mo ako. Sad crying face emoji. Bagong tao ba na naman to, Sky Crisford? <laughs> Kasi sa huling alala ko, sabi mo, hindi ka na pinapansin ngayon. Natatakot kang iwan ka. Uh, ang bilis ng turnover ni Sky Crisford. Focus ka muna sa isa para <laughs> mas may retention. Sabi naman ni Nanthiel, gawain ko yan before mag-basketball. Yayakap muna ako sa puno. Ewan ko, feeling ko may nakukuha akong energy. Salamat po sa new at mind-feeding episode. Salamat rin sa pakikinig, Nanthiel. Actually, marami na ako nabasa sa Discord at nakausap na ginagawa talaga nila ang pag-akap sa puno. Pero yung iba, patago nila ginagawa or nagpapasimple sila paggagawin nila kasi baka nga isipin baliw sila or something. Nagbago na naman ang mundo. Feeling ko hindi na kayo judge for that. Ako kasi, again, pasimple lang ako hahawak sa puno, panandalian, kunyari, nagpapahinga. <laughs> I guess mas maganda natin gawing normal, di ba? Na masana yung tao na umaakap sa puno, umahawak sa puno, nagtatanggal ng uh, sapatos sa grassy area, di ba? Anyway, pakailan ba natin di naman natin kilala yung mga nakakakita sa atin. Pero tanong ko sa'yo, Nantiel, pag yumakap ka ba sa puno na nanalo ka sa basketball? <laughs> okay, punta naman tayo sa mga recent comments sa YouTube. Sa episode 137, si Eraisa sabi, tatlong raise hands emoji. Sa experience with Slenderman, si Eraisa sabi, tatlong raise hands emoji. Sa episode 131, si Eraisa sabi, tatlong raise hands emoji. Sa ang babaeng bumisita sa kakaibang mundo, si Eraisa sabi, tatlong raise hands emoji. <laughs> uh, present! Eraisa, makompute ko attendance mo. Present ka. Wala ka. May ilang absent ka ha? Napansin ko lang. Pero kung gusto mo pumasa, uh, padalang kitang makeup exam. Pero salamat. <laughs> salamat sa pag-comment. Thank you. Thank you, Eraisa. Of course, we won't forget to give a big shoutout and thank you to our paranormal Patreons! and coffee supporters Sunny J Z JT JD K B Justine Lea S esta muna and hola maraming salamat if you want to support the podcast you can check out our Patreon and coffee i recently activated the YouTube subscriber option rin 
uh, where you get nearly the same perks as what you get on Patreon. In case mas nakakonect kayo sa YouTube. Um, in case you're interested in supporting through these options, you can check the links sa show notes. The Paranormal Podcast is engineered and produced by F90 Productions. If you have the time, I would appreciate it if you can rate or review the show on whatever preferred delivery platform you listen to. Or you can leave a comment on Facebook, YouTube, or Spotify. Uh, all of these are much appreciated. Sounds corny? Yes, but this interaction really helps the algorithm. It helps recommending the show to other people who might have questions about the paranormal world. Thank you, thank you everyone for listening. Please stay safe.